Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, hello everybody, and welcome to the show. About the Nuggets for a full hour every week for some reason. Welcome to the Serbian Corner. My name is Vira Stavciuk. I like long walks on the beach. And I'm both a dog person and a cat person, as long as neither is at my home. Calling from Pancho in a Brazil football t-shirt, which is pretty oblivious since the FIFA World Cup starts in two weeks and Serbia is facing Brazil in the group stage and I'm joined, as always, by Voya Medic, calling from Nebraska, a state that is famous for its thriving music scene, vast prairies, spacious farmlands, and unique attractions. At least that's what the first link on the Google tells me. What up, Voya? What's up? Can't believe you're wearing a Brazil shirt. Like, you're starting off the Serbian <laughs> corner with the Brazil shirt. Everyone's going to leave. All the Serbians are done. I, I got it like four years ago for the last World Cup when Serbia didn't qualify. So Brazil is always my team B. So... When FIFA World Cup comes on, I'm like a Laker fan because I love Brazil, who are like oh five-time world champions. So, yeah, that's pretty pretty shameful, shameful from myself. Okay, just like <laughs> last week, I wanted to have an awesome guest to join us so we can have a great, insightful Nuggets discussion. Unfortunately, that person couldn't <laughs> make it. So we are joined by a former co-host <laughs> of my first favorite podcast, which I call the most artistic <laughs> Nuggets podcast ever, The Dig. His name is Jeremy, Jeremy Poli. He was one uh, once uh, Denver stiff, but now he only enjoys stiff drinks. What up, Jeremy? <laughs> I was waiting for the drop. Yeah, yeah the the best uh, intro I've ever gotten before. But I'm I, that's a smart strategy. If you can't get the very best, go for the very worst. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> It's so happy to be here. Anything, anything but the middle. Yeah, you, you don't want to, to, to be, you know, a flat line to the, to the, to the, to the audience. You need to have some kind of reaction. Yeah, Jeremy, how is how is Philly doing after last night? Uh, you and I were just talking before this. Um, I am safe in my home right now. Uh, I have a few emergency contacts ready to press on my phone, but uh, I think. Uh, I have yet to stick my head out the window. My office I work in is right smack downtown. So I have a feeling that when I go into the office tomorrow, there might be a giant crater where the city of Philadelphia used to stand, um, which actually would have happened if we would have won the World Series anyway. too. Yeah. So it's I, I, I've been worried about actually you know, rooting for the, the, um, the Phillies to win because it's kind of like rooting for your own city to be destroyed. So I've kind of tried to like play it down a little bit. Like, yeah, let's go kind of. 
<laughs> yeah, but luckily 76ers are so awesome, so they'll pick pick them up, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's going really, 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 <laughs> really, really, really well. Well, I'm uh, expecting a Tyrese Maxey statue next to Rocky ne- next summer. So that's if I would respect them for doing that. I am a big Maxi fan. I don't think 76ers fans have the ability to truly appreciate a player like that. So uh, do you guys actually, I'm curious, is there a team? Um, I don't know whether we want to restrict it to the former Yugoslavia or, or just kind of all that area of Europe. Is there like a team that's known for having the most emotional bipolar fans uh, in the area? It's us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pretty anything in Balkans, probably, right? Any team, yeah, add add Greeks to that for sure, Turks as well. So, mostly like all of them, them, yeah, Southern European countries, really. Okay, all right, that's kind of scary. So, in the United States, it's well known that when you step in Philadelphia, you're you're in a very strange place. It sounds like if you just step Step into the Balkans, you're in trouble. I can't believe it, man. You're already stealing the show. Okay, let's let's <laughs> move the show back on tracks. This is the episode 33 of the Serbian Corner, which with recently established segments, whose names will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado, and that would be me, views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some nuggets in general NBA trivia games and much, much more. Before we start, I need to take something off my chest. So the Nuggets have so far have lost one game then 1-2, lost one, one 1-2, lost one, and won two games. So basically one step back, two steps forward, and that's what I call a reverse country line dance, which is one step forward and two steps back, you know? So this is a much more... I think it is. It should be. I Google Google that and Google don't like. Come on. You said you weren't going to (laughs) sing. Not not during the intro, but... It's 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 just free fall game from now. The show. <laughs> so this is a much more preferred version of the dance, giving the Nuggets a 55 win pace, and also giving the Serbian corner a nice atmosphere for each episode because we always record after two wins. This was me channeling the inner Nick Herzog right here. So <laughs> shout out! Isn't sorry? Uh, isn't two steps forward, one step back our own dance at, at weddings like Kola? Oh, you see that? That no, that's that's a smart person. I I I would. That's the Serbian corner. That. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Colo is there. Okay, the, we, yeah. we will need to have a Colo corner uh, uh, as soon as as soon as we are ready for it. Okay, so do do you have any any kind of uh, feeling about this rhythm the Nuggets are in right now, Boya? Do you want to start about it? I mean, uh, we played OKC in San Antonio, so uh, we, we're kind of hot, flying high right now. But let's wait till the Celtics come around this week. That's my that's my cool down take. But I'll I'll go nuts later when we do positivity and stuff. I have a I, I'm positive a lot of this stuff. But again, it's it's we lost to the Lakers. Let's not forget that. Unfortunately, Jeremy, our first win. Yeah, are we losing the 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 rematch to San Antonio now because that's that's the way we roll. Uh, do we get three days rest before it? That would be helpful. No, Tomorrow. no, no, no. It's every no. other day now. Yeah. Yeah. So now everything's different. Uh, you, you know, the biggest thing that stood out to me was they weren't hitting their threes, which is like a, it's what their team has depended on. And that's a sign of a team that's tired. So, uh, off of, you know, 
one day rest. Uh, that, that'll be interesting. Uh, will they hit higher threes? Will that change how our defense has to adapt to them? I'm just still going to give us the nod. It was just so much fun to, to watch. I'm on an emotional high right now, so I'll take the Nuggets. Well, sorry. So it's three days rest on the OKC game, and then that we, they hit everything there. And then a one day rest, and then the San Antonio game, they hit everything there. So I think we can we can get yeah. it. Get it. Yeah, and San Antonio was on a back to back, so they couldn't run in the right. mile high as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that makes sense. This is, okay, this so is crazy. Sorry, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, how do you guys feel about the fact that we're like the number one? three-point shooting team in the league it doesn't feel like odd like i'm kind of crawling when i hear that it's kind of crawling <laughs> under my skin like how is this possible like Jokic, never you know we always say like surround him with shooters but we never seen it until now that it's actually coming true right i'm, I'm still i'm still pinching myself and not in a weird way so it is just you know <laughs> trying to figure out if i'm dreaming and what was the narrative to our offseason it's that we added two defensive guys and now all of a sudden we're like the worst defense in the NBA and we're number one in three-point percentage. Welcome to Denver. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> three and D with no D. Okay. Let's get back this show back to, to, to the its rails. So first segment, mile high positivity. Obviously, we'll have a lot of it for this week. And it is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week. And again, we are not legally allowed to get high, neither in Serbia nor in Nebraska yet, so this is just a figure of speech. What about what about Philadelphia? Uh, Are you cool there? It is, uh, it is, I don't actually know. I think it's just medically legal here. Is it the gray, yeah, the gray area? Yeah, I know it was like on on some uh, vote thing. I don't know what actually happened with that. That's, I mean, honestly, that's not Nebraska. It's like I have a dispensary right next to me, but I didn't know if it was actually legal to do even medical. Like, it's mm. just crazy. I watched the, the Chris Redhead is, a comedy special and he was joking like it's decriminalized but it's not legal so it's like where are we at like what's going on here? that's the united <laughs> states for you man it, yeah can't we're, go we're to like... jail, but kind of can get arrested like what's happening it actually falls in line with the nuggets really well where you'll watch yeah. them and you'll be like oh wow great defensive play by aaron gordon oh wow we hit a three and then we're down by 20 and we're like how did this happen <laughs> exactly <sighs> then lonnie Walker yeah, that, comes in. That... That's a little marijuana corner for you, guys. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with my positivity. That, that will be just a couple of small things we can discuss on, and then we'll move to your positivity things. So first, th- first things first. Jamal is almost back. So this week, he averaged 19.3 points, 5.3 assists, 3.3 rebounds on 46, 50, 100 shooting splits. He was taking a bit more than five threes per game, and that number, together with those rebounding numbers, are the ones I'm looking mostly into as his area of improvement. I want to see him shoot more and, and rebound like he used to. So he was also taking five shots per game more than Nikola Jokic. And I'm not sure what to take from that just yet. How, do you, how, how did you look at, at Jamal's week, these, these last three games? You want to start off, Jeremy? Yeah, Um I was definitely looking a lot more visually. I feel like the eye test is very important with Jamal uh, to start the season off. And uh, right out the gate, you know, he he looked really good. I was impressed with him. There were those moments where it felt like there was a small hole for him maybe to, to get to the basket and he and he chose not to. Or, you know, his three-point shots were off. He's still trying to find his legs. 
so I'm a lot less concerned about you know what what is the the percentage of his um, you know pick and roll defense and uh, things like that. Um, I just want to see does he have that personality that emotion back that got him to stardom from being a guy with potential to being a guy who was a star and really it has shown up in the like the last two games in this last game where he he was he was finding every little hole that he possibly could and it was a lot of fun to watch because i had actually kind of forgotten what it was like to watch that Jokic murray two game yeah and and that alone was just so much fun to see happening before our eyes that ball was flying on a string between the two of them uh, throughout the game. And so that's that's what I was very happy to see. I think you nailed it by bringing that up as the first thing to be positive about. I agree. Uh, my, my, my uh, what you said, five shots per game. Like right now, it, it looks like Jokic is, we'll see like how it, how it like progresses. But at, as of this moment, Jokic looks like a man genius that he like, <laughs> he said 20 games, Jamal is going to suck. And he, in my, how, how it looks like, and I was kind of, pissed off like these like first three games like how he's just like quote-unquote passive he just looks like he forced him back like he broke his he helped him break his mental barrier especially in that okc game when he basically was just okay i'm gonna have some you know Jokic did some takeover mode but like they were down after like being up for 17 and jamal is like okay i can't i don't want to lose this so it was he just forgot that he had a mental barrier like that reverse dunk that he did was i was like whoa like is he gonna Mm -hmm. Like he he was like twisting, falling down, falling down, just like in in the air, twisting and then landing. Like that's for knees. Like that's the worst thing you can do. I'm like, if they were up by 15, he's not doing that. Like he's like, okay, we're up 15. I don't want to risk this. But because he was, he just let it go, and and did did what he did. It was just okay. Now it looks like he, what you guys said. Like it looks like he's back, and it's only like nine games, and you you know we we expected him by to be 20 and. Even you got to give also credit to a little bit to Malone for letting them, you know, only only way, you know, through is through. Like, there's no, they could have like, hey, okay, we're not doing that well. We're losing to these Lakers teams, whatever. Let's have Bruce Brown in the starting lineup. Have you, can't have you come off the bench and then we'll see how it goes. And now they're like, no, no, you're starting. Let's, let's, you know, move through these kinks and have it like, even on the cost of losing a couple of games, we got to get him back. And now it seems like it's just sped up the process. And it's it's we've we've gotten comments in our Nugget Serbia, uh, Facebooks and like in the shows like why are we not critiquing Jokic more because he's not taking any shots or like is it good that he's not taking as many shots as Murray? I'm like, he can always do that. Now we need to get like this is the the first you know quarter of the season. You got to figure this out until you move on to the next stage. And it's 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 just great. I mean Murray, yeah, you're right, Jeremy. Like that last night was some of these the post ups, the two main game. And then, like the you know middies, like that he turned around mid you know uh, mid range shots were just incredible to watch. I, I love the, that take about the mad genius that made like a, a commitment for Jamal to suck for 20, 20 games. And then, you know what? I'm gonna put a tinfoil hat now and say, okay, he's almost there right now, and he'll probably be there like uh, by the game twelve. And then Jokic will just say, no, 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 no. This is not the level I want him to play. It's been 18 <laughs> months. He needs to be better than what he was when yeah, we last yeah. saw him. So imagine what what can we expect from Jamal in uh, in 11 games from now. Is there question to both of you? Is there a 50 point game in Jamal Murray this season? And if so, when does it happen? I I think it's going to happen earlier than we think. So it's going to be like before New Year's. 
and and it it might not come after that at all so like he'll just prove to him that he can do it and then he'll just move to the to the third gear until the end of the end of the season and, and wait for the playoffs i'm trying to Let's think like it. who who is the team that can because last last year it was cleveland and it was around like i think january or something February, like it was kind of ramping up i can if i if i see a 50 point game it's going to be around that i i mean i'd go to 40 i don't know 50 is like even tough for anyone not just him coming back off injury but 50 if it's going to be i mean it's going to be january and it's going to be like some of these teams that are like just don't have anyone to like even put on him like a tall person uh, and it, so Pelicans, I can't see it against them. Like probably Spurs, maybe if they're tanking, uh, Utah, if they give up and like, cause you know, Clarkson's guarding him. Clarkson's not bad this year either. It's like some of these teams, it's, it's really tough. Like this year is, there's a lot of good teams. A lot of like big guys are coming in as, as point guards and shooting guards. So by, if it's going to be, it's going to be January, that lull period where no one kind of, everyone's kind of like, oh, do we care yet? Or like, are we going to ramp up till all-star break? So. I can see like having a surprise someone then and just like goes off like against Cleveland, just doesn't miss. I, I disagree with each of you and agree with each of you on one point each. If Sadiq Bay can make a 50 point game, like, come on. <laughs> fair enough. Come fair on. Enough. That, that means that anybody who disagrees with Jamal having a 50 point game this season, uh, I, I, I have to disagree with. Jamal can do it. As to Miroslav saying it would happen sooner, I'm just. Uh, like I'm feeling the end of the season, like Voya, where you just you have a team on some night that just doesn't have it, and then Jamal is just feeling it. Like maybe it's you know 12 points in the first five minutes, yeah. kind of a thing, and he and he decides that night this is my night and just rips through the other team. That 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 would be my setup. But uh, because of Sadiq Bay hitting 50 points, I'm bringing back the tradition of drinking some Slivovica. Whenever either of you says something ridiculous, like fifty point games are hard to get in the NBA. So cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers to Voya. Cheers to Sadiq Bay. Well, it hasn't happened yet, and we have like 12, 30 point scores, and he hasn't happened yet. So we'll see who's going to be the first. It was a forty nine point game, but listen, as soon as you mention Sadiq Bay, I want to bring up a random player as well. So Isaiah Joe playing for the OKC. Every time I see his his name. I think like man, you had like George as Isaiah Isaiah right in front of you to be a GI Joe, and it didn't happen. So that's that's oh that's that's a flop from his parents. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh! I'm now doing back to back shots of this because you guys are insane. Can we just leave Miroslav to just singing? No more off the cuff kind of comments like that. <laughs> it was a warning. It was a warning for you. Oh, okay, man. next thing. Next thing on our positivity list. Michael Porter is willing to take a bad back seat even with a bench unit. He looks content to make things easier for the rest of the lineup by being a great floor stretcher. He only averaged 14.3 points game per game last last week on pitiful 41% from deep, but he added eight rebounds per game and was a plus 15 in the plus minus column. By far the best on the team. How did Michael's week look to you guys? I mean, you can see him being in the flow of game no matter who is who is he sharing the, the, the floor with. Who wanna God, start? Jer- Jeremy, you start. You're the one that was always skeptical of him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, it's great to see 
Uh, we'll see how things go on. Maybe this is the one season that we get of that. And then after he kind of proves himself, you start seeing an attitude uh, show. But I, that's so pointless to even kind of hypothesize about. What I'll say is, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with where he's at right now. Um, there's some upside, too, in like that, that lineup last night. For a while, they went with, um, um, with Brown over him. And, yeah. and that looked good. Uh, but for different reasons. And they I think they actually wound up being like a negative 10 on it. Not that you can really trust that stat. But um, but one thing I will say, if I can give him one thing to work on, it's that we, we've we all learned that man can make a shot from any angle. He can, be, he can be uh, on, on his head and throw it up and make a basket. And we've all, I think, kind of learned to accept that at this point. If there's one player on the team who can throw up a ball like between his legs, we'd say, all right, yeah, Michael, but... you can do it. But... <laughs> The one thing he can work on is stop doing it from like 20 feet out. Take one step back and make it a three-pointer if you're going to th- throw up a crazy shot. There's too many times I see him one step in front of the line, or I guess, yeah, in front of the line, and yeah. and, and he makes it, and we could have gotten an extra point out of it. I, yeah, that's well, that's the funny thing is because he has just literally – well, he doesn't – I don't know if you guys think – like I don't think he has unlimited range. I think he's like around the three-point line range right now. Cause like I've seen like those like bones shots that he like, I don't think he has the so right now the mechanics in his legs to like pull that off of that high of a percentage which is like a you know that's like whatever like who cares mm-hmm. he's the he's the clay of this team I agree I I mean I, if he makes it I don't care where he shoots it from and usually like a lot of those mid rangers are like either coming off of handoffs so it's like the Gary Harris stuff you got to get used to like where you're coming off and, and getting the ball off the handoff. And if it's one step inside or outside, and I think a lot of now, a lot of teams will start running him off the three point line. But the fact is he's so good. Like, I don't care if he makes like four, four mid rangers in a row. Uh, if, if the defense will give him that fine, give him that um, better that than like trying to shoot like a 30 footer uh, back from, you know, back from the three point line. But it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I love, I mean, I said in the beginning of the season, I, kind of like negated my own promise that I was going to wear his wear the showtime shirt until he sucks but like because I can't do it every weekend I can't be in every, like in the same shirt every weekend because I didn't expect him to be this good this fast off the injuries and um it's just impressive I mean he's playing so many minutes he's, he's getting the trust of, of Malone and um this is for the first time I didn't feel against OKC that he was benched it was just okay this is we can score, but like we kind of have to stop him for a couple of possessions. Let's have Bruce Brown in the game because just the just the the high high disadvantages and advantages of OKC was like okay, Michael Porter is not fitting in this moment, but doesn't mean that he didn't play and contribute to the whole team. And as much as we like, as much as it looked like for the whole of his career that he wants to be the guy, like he just he never like every time he would say it, he was just I want to be part of a team and win. And he just he's proving it each day, and then that like that you talked about the bench unit too. Like he was playing with Bones, and Bones takes some, you know, would take the the front seat, but then MPJ is just there. And then and Jeremy said like we got we have to get used to it. at this point. I think we are to just whatever he shoots, like it's fine. Like I don't, I don't have a, like I used to have that like step back that he would take for no reason and shoot a three, and you're like, why are you doing this? The terrible shot. I was like, fine, do it. Like it's just you're making everything. Like who cares? Like every other shot, like it's like, okay, we missed one. Next time, whatever he shoots, he's gonna make. Like it's just that's the rule at this point. Six, three out of six, or whatever he had. At one point, I was looking at the stats. That's like an average night for him now. Not in like he's gonna be like zero of six and then six of six. Like no, that's a basically like his minimum is like three of six, and then he's gonna go off from there most most of the nights. It's just 
it's awesome. That's why we're the number one team in shooting in the league. I, I want to touch on, on both of your points. So first of all, Voya said rightfully that his range is not very wide. He's not he's not shooting trees uh, from far away from the three point line. And I think that's because he really knows what his percentages are and he wants to keep them in a in a historically high Maybe, clip. Yeah. But on the other hand, imagine if he would just expand it for like six more feet. Try to guard that man. That's that's just insane. Yeah, that's just well. The thing is, his his like mechanics. So he's like he has the jump shot, and that's like a little bit. Bones has a coming from the ground yeah. up, and yeah. so like this the Steph style of like you know he's starting from the from the low, low you know low ground, and then he can push all this momentum get into the ball. And then with Don Michael Porter, I think is a lot of it is the jump shot, but again, which has its own perks because no one can block him. Like none of his jumpers look they're contested, even though they are. And so it's like. It's 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 amazing. I love love watching him shoot. It's incredible. My yeah, but also is... also sorry, Jeremy. But also what you said about him taking one step back to make it a three instead of a two that would be increase his true shooting for like twenty percent, comparing true. to what he's already shooting. And he's like sixty two percent true shooting <laughs> this insane. season, which is which is pretty good. No, no, it's not like Jokic or Caldwell Pope ne- level, let alone. DeAndre Jordan level because he's like at eighty four percent right now. DeAndre Jordan just cannot miss in Nuggets uniform, <laughs> but that's that's a completely <laughs> other story. Who would who would have figured that? I mean, yeah, I just DJ want to is say, really good. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I was really hoping we wouldn't get into DJ because <laughs> you can kind of say some good things about him right now. I refuse, Michael. I, refuse, yeah. I just want to say Michael Porter Jr. shooting a three point shot from the three point line. That guy being that tall is the same thing as Steph Curry shooting from the logo. So, like, I don't need MPJ being six feet back from the line, yeah, just yeah, as unguardable yeah. from one yeah. point to the other. Take the higher yeah, percentage, man. Take the, exactly. I, I agree. It's yeah, because he doesn't. You know, doesn't he's tall enough. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. One last positivity for me for this week, and that's the Jokic-less Jamal and Michael Porter lineup that we saw against the Thunder. Malone's hand was forced uh, with the absence of both Bones and Ish, so he, so he had to put Jamal with that Porter-led bench unit. I wouldn't say it was the best non-Jokic minutes ever, but I like the possibility of those minutes being so dynamic. It would also give us some Bones, Brown, Brown, Jeff, Jokic minutes, which I believe would be awesome to close the first quarters with. So... I think we already spoke about this. I just want as much firepower. I don't call those bench minutes. I just call them non-Jokic minutes. So let's make all of the non-Jokic minutes as good as they can be. And let's let's give Jokic like four bench guys and, and play on a 48-win space with those as well. So what do, do you think it's feasible to see more minutes of... Porter and Jamal when everybody's healthy. I've never heard anything more beautiful out of your mouth. Like I just want <laughs> you to keep talking. That was that was gorgeous. I believe in everything you just said. I'm willing to vote for whatever you're you're <laughs> going for. I I'm with you, man. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And and also not only from a um, I don't know how to put it. Uh, not only from the the results basis that you get good results out of that lineup, but also just to have Jamal and MPJ start to form their own kind of two man game that, that, that has a lot of potential to it. 
that if Jokic is in, will never, ever be able to actually kind of truly develop on its own. So from a stance of it is actually kind of working right now, yes, let's do it. And for also from the stance of let's build up this connection between Jamal and MPJ, another reason to do it. I, I, it's you're right. I want to want to like piggyback on that the two man game for them. It's that's why it's so so tragic that he had so many injuries and he couldn't get the, these basic things in the start with the starting lineup up to speed until now. So can so you can improve in other stuff. I'm just like picturing because I've I've watched like a lot of Cavs this year and I'm I'm. It was like Mitchell and Kevin Love against the Celtics, one of the games, and just pick and pop, pick and pop, pick. and Love couldn't miss when he had like that twenty-nine point game. And I'm just picturing like, what if Michael Porter was at the stage where he can implement like him as a screener, and like he screens for Jamal, and then then they have options to because he's six ten, he can roll and finish. You know, has a soft touch that he can finish, and then pop. Just you know, imagine him just off a second of of space gets the ball on three point line, boom, boom. Like that's the stuff. Like I wish we we were. That's why I think we're robbed of from from all these years of injuries. But I hope like they they, they are healthy enough and and good enough or together enough for a couple of years to get some of those things in. Because we've seen like Bruce Brown immediately like figured it out with Jokic and you know he's just that kind of that kind of player. But I, I really like when you said that two man game with them. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be, it could be incredible. Just mm-hmm. and we know Jamal is a good screener. Like him handing off balls to. Uh, man, PJ and screening for him and Michael Porter just rising off of that advantage. It just it, it would be beautiful, just to, something different than regular like Jokic basketball, which is awesome for like winning the title. But like just in eighty two game season, like I want to kind of get some diversity in in the in the basketball. It's one of those things where it's like playoff game seven, you know, one minute left, and they come out with a play that is Jamal to MPJ has nothing to do with Jokic. And, and they pull it off, and you're so happy about it. And the only reason they could have done it to such high efficiency because is because of, of all of the work that they put into it, as you said, in that 82-game season. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine, remember last year, I think they pulled off first time because Gordon was there for just a short amount of time. They pulled off the – just like, I don't know if it was like a big game. Like I think it was even like a fourth quarter of a game. First time, like, okay, Gordon is going to screen for Jokic. Jokic, ball handler, pick and roll, and Gordon just dunks it. And everyone was like – what just happened? Like, did they just do this? Like, Jokic is the ball handler, and then you know, that kind of stuff you're talking about. Just throw something out there, like, wow, this is this. We don't we didn't expect this. This is awesome. Okay, before we move to your positivity of the week, we will sh- take a short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Welcome back to the Serbian Corner. This was a break for the audio version. Yeah. So, Voya, what was your uh, highest note for this week? I'll have a short one, um, and it's from last night. Uh, the Bones Highland is uh, – l- l- let's forget the sixth man of the year, whatever. Like, I don't even care about that stuff. For words. That his, he, He's the type of player that can make this Dem- – can make Denver a real home field advantage because of his energy and and quickness and that second unit when 
they come in and he and Brown just like run people off the court basically with their quickness and just completely own that basically the first half to the point where like, okay, we're, we're lost. Like we can't do this. Like first his energy with the, with the crowd getting him all pumped up. And then just the, again, like the quickness yesterday, they were just overwhelmed. Like, and, it, and I think it showed that like, they were just tired from a back-to-back going to Denver and so far, cause they've always been slow paced teams uh, the Nuggets are, and even, you know, even when Monte was there, like as much as I love him, like he's the floor general, um, you know, methodical point guard. And with Bones, you can just go and be like, hey, just go. Like you and Brown, just start running. MPJ's there. Keep shooting. Like who cares? Get him off. To, like what Kenneth Free was talking about when he was when he was with the NBR on, as a guest. Like just do that. Like, hey, we're going to run him off the court. We have this mile high thing. They're going to get tired. As soon as we notice that, just keep the pace. And it's awesome. And then I also like for him. I heard after the game he said, you know, the the Jokic thing, like the the two pe- the assist makes two people happy, which is like awesome to hear from him. As we you know we consider him as the or like big gun off the bench as in scoring, but the fact that he likes assisting that much, and you could see it last night when he was dishing to DeAndre Jordan a couple of times, just like he dishes the ball, DeAndre Jordan dunks or scores, and he just high fives people, gets them up and going like. I think like he's the guy that if he just he has got to stay healthy and keep up with this like he can be the home field advantage weapon that actually uses the mile high to to like to Denver's advantage. Very good. What say you, Jeremy? Are we sure that basketball is all about the starters and the bench and the coaching staff, or is it also about the incredible? camera crew that the Denver Nuggets have who are smart enough to pan over to Bones Highland when he's on the bench after the Nuggets score a basket and get that man's reaction. Uh, that happens. That's the yeah. Look for yeah. it. You're, you're going to see it everywhere now. It happens multiple times in a game. I think it's on their list of priorities to do. Oh, when yeah. They sit down in their little chair and they turn their camera on. Is they just remember to swish over to Bones? They might like have a, you're right. They might have a single camera on him, and director just goes camera Bones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, camera number Bones. bones. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I I'll say uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Bruce Brown and his 45% three point shot right now. Uh, he last year uh, he he had a huge jump in his three point percentage, and we were kind of Up thinking to 40, yeah. Yeah, we were like, we're not sure if that's going to be real or not, but even if he's around 37%, you know, something more in the middle, we're happy with that. And here he is doing it, uh, taking it a step even further. Uh, the thing I have to say is in the history of the NBA, there's never been a 45% three-point shooter who also shot 50% from the free throw line. So <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about yeah. that. Those things don't stack up too well but i think his free throw will go up and his three point i'm you sure should, will come down nick, nick van axel just step back a few a couple of steps it's, oh yeah that's a great too idea close. Too, yeah too close. but yeah great or, having or, or him floater or floater from the free throw line <laughs> i'm for it i like that idea that's a good that's a good one i like the camera thing because uh it was denver denver has a good one for the bones but like i gotta shout out espn for that one too um for, for kept catching that. I don't know how the hell they kept, caught that when Vladko and De- DeAndre Jordan were, were messing with Jamal. I don't know if you saw that. It was on the, against the Warriors. Jamal was, wasn't playing. And Vladko, like, basically like a wet willy. And he went oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Jordan did the same. And I, and I like, and I couldn't believe it. Was like, so I was watching it. Luckily, it was on YouTube too. So I immediately, like, 
brought it back and like you know clipped it out and put it out on on Twitter. It was like I can't believe this is like they they caught this in that moment. Like how I don't know how they did it, but just MVPs. They they must have forty cameras and like thirty different people looking but the, at but all the, the cameras yeah, but all the, the eye, time. Yeah, but the eye of like okay, put that on the screen right now, just like after the shot, like just immediately yeah. be like, oh, it's gonna mess with them. Like do it, <laughs> just incredible. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, now it's time for meeting a mountain lion at the front porch, which is a segment where we speak about what scared us or make, made us the most pessimistic about. And not a lot of things outside of that Lakers game, to be honest. So I get it. LA nightlife is undefeated. There's a great Italian restaurant some 20 minutes drive from the Crypto.com arena called Dan Tanas which is owned by Dan Tana, a.k.a. Dobrivoje Tanasivic, born in Belgrade. And I'm pretty sure they have some good vino there. And I'm sure Coach Pop coached Nicola about those at some point. <laughs> All kidding aside, I have a controversial question for this week. The Nuggets look like a juggernaut at times, for instance, when they catch a team on a back-to-back with traveling to a mile-high <laughs> city. They also look pretty horrible at some other times. I do feel that this is the most talented uh, team the Nuggets have had in the Malone-Jokic era, but I'm not completely convinced they're going to put it all together this season. They might, but then they can also uh, wind up in a situation we think is not ideal, like most seasons. I know Voya is big on continuity because he, it gives the fans more connectedness to the players on the team, but I want to hear your opinion, Jeremy, since you've never been shy about whipping out a hot take. Is the current roster, together with Michael Malone at helm, their best chance of winning it all this season? Or would you like to see Calvin Booth shuffle things a bit before the trade deadline and in which direction? Um, oh, man. That is such a good question. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer this both ways. This Chicken. has been very difficult to, to watch. You are right. Uh, you, you brought on the worst <laughs> today. You brought the very worst on today. I will answer both questions every time. Uh, so, so watching this team, you, you know, as a Nuggets fan, there's the formula for winning. You need your superstar. It's like A plus B plus C equals championship. And so you're like, hey, we got, we got Jokic. Then we're like, okay, you need your other star. And we've got, we've got Jamal Murray. And then we were like, okay, see, we need a defense. And so this offseason, we went and we signed KCP and we got Bruce Brown and even drafted the wild little brown guy. Like a lot of defense. And yet, <laughs> it's like we've got these pieces, but then we look at what's happening and we don't see that it equals championship. So I, I, I'm at a weighted out kind of a thing. They need time to come together. What's the one thing, the truest thing that you've ever heard about defense is it's a team effort and it takes time to develop that chemistry. But I am giving them the deadline of this season. These are all vets. Okay. KCP is 29. Uh, Bruce Brown is a vet at this point. They brought in vets. They're playing with vets. There's no excuse of like, let's give this team three years to kind of find chemistry. Yep. So we have until the end of the season. I'm just going to sit back and wait. It seems like the right pieces are in place, and we just need them to get that that um, moving on a string five-man team uh, unison together. If I were to make a trade, 
Um, I, the bench is absolutely hideous, obviously. Um, and that's something that does not really get the time to gel uh, that well. And we know that Malone wants a, like a full bench unit to be able to play together. I, I, don't, know, I don't know why, though. I don't, I don't get it. Because in the playoffs, you're not going to have 10 players playing anyway. Why, why, why need to have like five always at the same time? Like the stuff that there was he, happening this week. Was... He wants it simple, I guess. It's it's easier to calculate all the minutes. Well, that's dumb. That's what I mean. Like it's just lazy. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, you can you can still calculate. Like it's not that hard. Like you have you. He did it. Like I mean, that's why I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch Malone for this season. Like he's actually tried changing things up for now. Like it's going to be recently. There's yeah, a few yeah. games at the start that well, yeah, I almost was bothering. He always does the right. He always does the, let's see a couple of games. I'm not going to pull the plug immediately and have like make basically tell them I don't trust you. And then if it doesn't work, let's let's move on. And because everyone then sees that it doesn't work. So they're more probably am, you know, amenable to like, okay, we can, uh, we, 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 we're, we're ready for a like, change. Like if otherwise, if you change it after Utah, you'd be like, oh, that's a panic move, right? Right, exactly. So uh, what would you trade? What was your. The, the, the trade would be. And back to the DJ thing of he's actually not playing that that bad, but uh, I I still I would love 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 to see Kyle Anderson on this team. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's not getting much play in Minnesota. Yeah, you're strumming your tune. Yeah, yeah. There, and there's a guy up there that we might know that might be interested in a trade. So I say Zeke nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Like. Like, you know, he was drafted by Big Timmy Time. Let's yeah. give him back to Big Timmy Time uh, <laughs> for Kyle Anderson and uh, whatever we kind of need to, to, to make that work out. Uh, like throw in, I think, they, I think they need some point guard support. Like throw in Ish. Uh, yeah, throw in. I'd even throw in Gillespie if it made that trade happen. <clears throat> Obviously, DJ could go. You know uh, what? Yeah, you know what the problem is with them because Kyle Anderson started yesterday and they won, and it was really good. And now, oh. he's, yeah, and then now they might realize like the Gobert is probably for the bench. <laughs> yeah, that was me with Robert Williams for the longest time. I was just like, please don't let him play. Please yes. don't see how good he actually is. Yeah. And then now he's you know one of the top centers in the NBA. Yeah. Nobody will ever get him. Kyle well, is also is, tough yeah. because it's nine millions of of contracts. So you really need some somebody with a bigger contract to to send back. So Naji, Naji Ish, and DJ. Where does that get us? Uh, it's probably not, halfway. Not more there, than yeah. six. Not yeah. more than six. I guess. The it's thing is, too, well, so so uh, Kyle is Kyle is cool, but uh, I I still think there is a. This, that center spot that it's an problematic, especially now when again Zeke is hurt because we've seen him. That's why I said like I'm I'm happy with Malone's work so far. He's not blindly be like, okay, DeAndre Jordan is going to play against an OKC team that literally does not have like even Muscala is not a traditional center. He would and and he would play Zeke Naji, and that was like a tragedy. That again, he played well against that OKC team against a small ball team, and then he gets hurt, and of course then DJ comes in against a more traditional you know, the, the second unit for the Spurs and stuff. Okay, let's have a traditional center, which, again, like, didn't have much of a choice with Najee Hurd. But that's so I would have wanted to see, like, it's kind of ironic now that Hartenstein is playing so well for the Knicks. He's probably going to start soon over there. Yeah. And, like, we had him. Yeah. And and now it's like, because it, it, I don't know who they could be, could, could they get. Like, that's a, I don't know what happened to uh, Bassey from Philly. Like, he was cut. Like, I wonder if it was also worth, like, a flyer, but I think we had a roster already completed. Like, some of these guys, they're, like, just don't, 
you we see so many times like they like Jock Landale was like not good in Europe and he just came in here and was kind of toiling away and then like now for the Suns in that system he's good. So I wonder if there's a player if there's a player that with bones kind of like Boogie was last year, but like get someone that's like more versatile type of player. But again, that's a lot to ask, but th- that would be my aim. Like, cause Kyle Anderson is really good, but he's not a center. And then if you have him, then you have to play him. And, and then you basically handcuff yourself to like a Dos Verdes lineup from last year, like with Kyle Anderson and Jeff Green as your four and five always without any possibility of like changing. Cause Green is Green and Bones pick and roll is pretty good too. But he's not a. You can't like expect him to be a center and have that product. You know, get that wear and tear on his body as well. So it's kind of. I like I like Kyle Anderson as as well. It's just like I don't I wonder like what would be able to sacrifice there and what would happen to the versatility of lineups this way. It, it, if I can take this hijack this podcast in a different direction, is there a <laughs> sure. is there a bench unit that scares us in our run to the championship where we're like we need a piece in our bench to oppose that bench is there a strong bench yeah like it's like like a three like a three playing off the bench instead of you know davon or or maybe christian brown like like a like a big guy like a six nine guy that can that can run with but it's not easy so first for me it's one number one for the west is pelicans uh, yeah. Their bench, like they yeah. they have also different issues and stuff, like just to experience. But like their bench, because they have, that, especially that position, you have Larry Nance, Willie, uh, Willie Aaron Gomez. I don't know if uh, Jackson Hayes is not just playing or is he a little bit hurt, maybe. But you have those two guys on the center lineup, and then also Valanciunas, and they have just like versatility even for the starting lineup. And then you have Alvar, um, Alv- I call him Alvarado. Uh, and and Trey Murphy and like there's there's a lot of like good players in that team and then for the if you go to the finals let's say like Celtics you have Brogdon on there if he's healthy and and then with Grant Williams and a lot of these guys are we'll see again we'll see this week how the bench goes like how Bones handles Brogdon because he's a he's that like veteran presence that might give him some issues so there there is some stuff but again if we stagger and it's how we how we are seen so far even in the playoffs you're gonna have that. Basically, you don't want to start or not playing in the playoffs at one point, like when you get there. So I think we can – it can be manageable. I think there's enough like eight or nine guys on this team to have like rotations that any any version of that with a starter in, it's probably pretty decent. So I think like it's – that's why I think it's like a championship squad. We just need to figure it out, as Jeremy said. This bench has not been decent. I'm sorry. No, not, not decent bench. I'm saying the rotation with starters in. With starters yeah. in, well, like if you ah, in with Christian there. Brown and Jeff Green, if Murray and MPJ were in with with the Christian Brown and like um, and Bruce Brown, like that's that's what I'm talking about. That kind of variations there. That's like, assuming everybody's good and and there's no foul trouble going on. That that minutes have not been too heavy. Fair, fair, fair. But there's, it's hard. Like you, the the teams I've said, like you know, the Celtics traded away a lot of like they they consolidated their bench and they basically have seven players seven or eight players pelicans are just deep because lakers yeah a bunch of picks like it's and they're all young and and drafted they drafted older guys too like that stigma of drafting like 22 year olds is again proven to be dumb because you have herb jones and trey murphy contributing immediately on rookie deals so it's hard to you know every you know you see the warriors now their bench sucks because they front loaded all their salary and you can't just you know, it's it, that's what I mean. Like, I think there's a championship team here. Just we just have to give them till the end of the season, see what happens. Yeah, I I was impressed. The 
Golden State Warriors benched all their starters. I don't know if you saw that. And uh, and their bench did pretty well. So when I'm sorry, but I'm drinking again <laughs> against Orlando uh, was... when they against Orlando when they lost. Yeah, yeah, they lost. Their entire bench started the game, and they lost by a res- you know respectable, to Orlando? respectable game. Yeah. No, Curry played. They all played. Played oh. 39 points. <laughs> okay, check. Okay, we need to to flash forward through next you're gonna, you're gonna few have segments. Two shots if, if you're wrong, you have two shots to drink. <laughs> because Jeremy is already four Shlivovitsas in. The so... heat. <laughs> That's different. No, I said Orlando. no, not the heat. Not the heat. I said Orlando. <laughs> Let's move now to a new segment that's completely completely random for this episode and it is called Miroslav's Conundrum. So (laughs) during the week during the week I have these random thoughts and after this Laker game and uh, there was some talk about uh, Russell Westbrook playing better than than he used (sighs) to before and right now he actually has better shooting numbers than LeBron James which is notable because I don't know how how much people uh, realize how bad LeBron has been this season so far. So, usually when I'm driving on some less popular Serbian roads to avoid traffic, I had this thought. What would be the circumstances, acceptable terms, for trading for <sighs> or signing Russell Westbrook? And I will give you a couple of different options. <clears throat> um, completely <laughs> insane to some less insane ideas. So <gasps> let's start with something completely crazy. And I'm I'm glad Jeremy is on four Shlivovitsas already because it will be easier this way. First thing, <sighs> trading MPJ and KCP for us. So I have to explain. We need to make a package of $44 million to be able to trade for us. So what is happening is, here? <laughs> this is one of the possible. So stop me when you see when you see the terms that could be acceptable for you. I'm guessing you're not you're not happy with these terms. No, Let's, I want don't anybody... Drink, don't, let drink me every, don't drink at every term, just at the end. If <laughs> anybody listening live right now, please hire, go to Craigslist and hire somebody to bring an entire bottle of Slivovica and pour it down my throat, into my eyes and my ears... What is that? What are you doing? Like I was, I got mad at a, a like a, a TV commentator from Serbia in one of his po- early podcasts. Now he's like a big, they have a big podcast on YouTube. What he said basically last year that MP, that the Nuggets should trade Murray for 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 Russell Westbrook, and I couldn't <laughs> believe what I was hearing. And like because because Murray is selfish and he wants to like play be the number one on the team and all that stuff. Like what are we now? No, like let's, okay. Get to the second one. I can't. Let's, let's and KCP, see. No. Right. Okay. Hard right, no for both of you. Okay. Second, signing him on a minimum after the buyout, and promising him a starter role next to Jamal. No. What? No. That's not even close. This is people, so. People, we are we're slowly getting to to more sane things. So no. I'm just giving you the options. Okay. Okay. The right. wall three. at the end of my room is somehow moving back farther and farther and farther. My reality <laughs> is falling apart all around me. But please continue. Number three, signing him on a minimum after a buyout and promising him a backup role next to Bones. 
Okay, now we're, you're right. We're starting to get to reality here. You start, Boya. No, no, get out of here. But, I don't want a non-shooter now in this best shooting team in the league. Like, no. And, and, and it's not because like he needs what the ball. He needs the ball. If 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 our best bench player was a center, sure. But next to Bones, like, what's gonna what's that gonna do? Right. But it's not what we want. It's what is acceptable. I feel like those are two okay, different okay, things. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. This, this is was little, okay, This is more sane. Let's go four and five. See what I'm trying yeah. to adopt. Russ, come on, guys. He needs a home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's Why go to number to four. It? Number four. Signing him on a minimum after a buyout and promising him a third string role oh, instead of Ish Smith. Sure, sure, sure. No. <laughs> Let me stop. Okay. I, I know your listeners haven't heard the dig, the, the old show that I used to host with Nick Herzog, but I know that you have. And he was the most talked about player on our <laughs> podcast that was not a nugget. That's so, why that's why he's that's why he's doing this. <laughs> this is so much pain to me to see any sort of connection to Russell Westbrook. He would not be allowed to be uh in charge of our uniforms. Just looking at the clothes that he wears, I would not let him on our uniform staff, <laughs> let alone our roster. All right, let's. But continue. I think this fine. is a win because Voya said it's fine. It's fine, I don't, whatever. I only had one likes, more take. Apparently, he likes he likes um, Jokic. Like he and Jokic like each other. I don't know. Yeah. So the next one is signing him for free to help Partizan or Red Star <laughs> compete in the Euroleague. Get out of here. This is less <laughs> acceptable than the four. <laughs> Voya, would Russ make either of those teams better? I mean, it's, yeah, they can. Like, it's, it's, it, yes, like, he could be fine in Europe. Like, it, I mean, it, Partizan already has like 121 offensive rating in EuroLeague. So, what I know, do but you Russ get? is, I mean, Russ is still like, again, let's not, we're joke about him and stuff. Let's not go that far, like, that to say that he wouldn't be good in Europe. Like, he'd be good in Europe. Like, let's. I mean, I, I obviously have to see it. You know, obviously we have to see it. We won't know, but like, he'd be he he would contribute like to any team that he would again he would contribute. Like even the bones in in, in Westbrook thing could have could work. It's just I don't want to see it. And so it's like <laughs> no way, no way yeah. does avocado. Sure, I, yeah. I I have one. I have one acceptable term for trading or signing Russell Westbrook. It trade what Russell Westbrook. For Nikola Jokic and a gun with one bullet in it. And that is the only way that I will ever accept. Because at that point, if we have Russell Westbrook, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Give him Jokic. Give him Murray. Give him everybody. Because that's what's going to take to match his contract anyway. Yeah, and yeah. I am done. Go Philly. Finally Go free. Philly. Yeah. Finally free of this pain. The people's champ. I'm for Embiid, the people's champ. Yep. Okay. <laughs> now now we have another short, short, uh, insane game. I have to say I'm trying to rush through it fast because I don't want to speak to Jeremy for 90 minutes. So it's, it's, it's too much for me. I'm sorry. But uh, There's a whole different I, I, story. Me, Miroslav <laughs> and I have the longest conversations you will ever hear. He's yeah. trying to be cool right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. I am. So I want to squeeze a couple of listener questions at the end. But before that, we need to go. We need to go. Sorry. Let me put this back. Trivia. To the trivia. Yeah. Okay. Trivia game for tonight. 
and for today, actually. So today we have a super simple game. I will give you a name, and you will tell me if this person is an NBA two-way contract player, an 80s WWF wrestling star, and since we started with country music at the start of this show, or a country <laughs> music singer. So each of these names God. will possibly be one of these three categories. So because Jeremy is a guest, he will have his first try. Question number one. Mark William Callaway. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like a country, country Yeah, I was going to say, too. Oh, <laughs> Callaway, Callaway. I, don't, I haven't seen this as a roster. Oh, I'm going to go with a country singer. Okay, Voya, you can try as well because there are three choices. Mark William Calloway. Uh, I'll go with the WWF. Okay. It is. It's The Undertaker. The Undertaker is Mark William Calloway. I didn't know we were going real names of wrestlers. (laughs) I thought it would have been like The Undertaker. And I probably would have been like, oh, two-way contract. (laughs) <laughs> all, 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 all of these will be real names, and most of them will have like, well, that makes like a, a middle that. name as well to make it more Cheers. confusing. Okay, Voya, question number two. Roderick George Toombs. Country singer. I would guess, uh, I guess another WWF guy. Okay. It's Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. Roddy You're going to do everything Piper. in wrestling? Like, what's going on here? Give me some <laughs> NBA <laughs> players. We'll see. We'll see. Possibly. Possibly. Question number three, three for Jeremy. Jackson Thomas. Oh, that's Oheim. a two-way player. That's a yeah, two-way player. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Okay. Followed him in college. That was, yeah. That that's was, Body that Bayham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bayham. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's the okay. son, of a, son of a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Wow. You actually know that? I was kind of joking. Yeah, wow. he is. He's Syracuse. Jim Bayham's son, yeah. He played in Syracuse too. He Syracuse, yeah, that's right. If, that's if there's right. a job that exists and the entire sole responsibility of it is to continually impress, I, Ivoya, you are the perfect person for that position. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a Google job to me. It's something weird like that. But you, know, you deserve my, it. My brain is weird. Voya, question number four. Ray Washington Trailer Jr. Oh, trailer. It's familiar, but uh, no, I don't know. Let's a country singer. This is familiar to me too. Uh, trailer makes him sound like a WWF guy to me. I'm gonna go WWF. Yes, Big Boss Ooh. Man, Big Boss God Man, a big star <laughs> from the time when I was watching. It's wrestling. not fair. Like, That's what I was have, watching too. They all have <laughs> yep. like similar, similar damn names, like country yeah. singers and WWF. There's gonna yeah. be a curveball. I bet you this guy, just from the looks of him, was also a country singer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys. I mean, Undertaker, I spent... Undertaker picture was like could have been a country singer, like album Tractor cover. Trailer. <laughs> I've spent like sixteen <laughs> hours on this to make it more difficult, so you have to. Okay. You have to understand that's, that. That's okay. Good. Question number five for Jeremy. William Michael Morgan. Mm, English name. Irish. <laughs> Is that English name? English name. Not a basketball player. <laughs> sort of got uh, at least like three. Yeah, the three. Th- Thing like is making it weird. Yeah, I'm gonna go country singer. Well, I'll go two way then. Two way. No, it's, it's a country singer. Finally. I'm guessing he he has a cowboy hat and a guitar, so I'm guessing he is a country yeah. singer. I, I, there's I several. No 
There's several WWF wrestlers who looked just like that, by the yeah. way. <laughs> by the way, this guy ends up smashed against somebody's head. Yeah. I think this guy is pretty famous, so yeah. Next one. Question number six for Voya. Samuel Timothy Smith. Oof, let's do two-way. That's okay. a super like Christian name. So I'm gonna go with country singer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's it's a good Tim one. McGraw. Oh, famous singer, Tim that's McGraw. a good one. That's that's the, the Christian thing is is the yeah. Yeah, that's yeah Samuel one. Timothy's two books yeah. of the Bible in one name. <laughs> Question number seven for Jeremy. Jason Aldean. Stop Williams. right there. <laughs> Aldean Williams. This is a two-way contract, my friend. Okay. Well, uh, it's to country. Country. Okay. Yes, it is country. No! Jason Aldean. I don't know. Try to help me with this pronunciation. I have no idea. Yeah. Jason Aldean. Aldean. Yeah. yeah. Also a very famous guy. I don't know. Are you guys counting? No. <sighs> no, no. You you've had too many rakias for us to 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 legally count anything. Oh, uh, I can't wait to hang out with you. <laughs> Question number seven. I love the, love the comment. The Bible bell hit. <laughs> Bible belt. <laughs> Jeremy. Okay. Jeffrey Doubting Jr. Hmm. You did a good job. Oh, this is interesting. Turn, right? Thank you. Oh no. Yeah, I just took I just took the drink. So no, no. it's Voya's. No, you're, it's yours, Jeremy. It's okay. it's my, then why did I take the drink in the last one? All right, fine. Uh, uh Jeffrey Doubting Jr. As long as this isn't Dahmer, that's good. Doughton, Doughton, Doughton. Uh, uh, not two-way player. I'm going to cancel that out. Junior. Important family stuff. Uh, hard childhood. I'm going to say WWF. Oh, my God. That's a, what, a, what a move to like get to it. I'll go two-way <laughs> player. It is two-way player playing no! for Toronto Raptors. Jeff Doughton without the junior. If you, if you by, by the way, Isaiah Joe is Derek Isaiah Joe. D.I. Joe. Yeah. So close. Okay. So close. So close. <laughs> and for the last question, number eight for Voya. Michael Sean Hickle- Hinklebottom. Uh, it's got to be WWF. Hickenbottom. Someone, someone, yeah. someone hid this. In, in, Michael in a, Sean. In a pseudonym. Yeah. I actually know who this is because of the Michael Sean. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. It's Sean, Sean Michaels. Michaels. It I is. was like, he hid that in that last name for sure. That guy was awesome. Boy, well, I know, boy. I know this one Sean too Michaels. as a Shawn Michaels. I wouldn't have known as like the full name. Whew. Okay, Who okay, survived? yeah, yeah. Sorry for this. This was this was insane. Okay, and I want to try. Could have put a Colin you... Gillespie in there for for like in in Jack White for there. Just to... <laughs> ah, oh that's man, crazy. too easy. Couple of I... couple of listener questions, really really fast, but because they're both good. So, Joshua, the MVP, asks, "Is this?" In this new NBA, and with the Nuggets' ridiculous team three-point percentage, is it possible that this iteration can just ridiculously outscore teams to make a deep playoff run, even if their defense does not drastically improve? Or will they just get torched? Voya, start on this. So far, the evidence says uh, there has to have a defense. They have to have a defense to win. So I'll, I'll go with the numbers so far, but nothing would surprise me in this this year so but i'll say no the defense has to be better i agree no uh there's that stat out there i hear it on espn podcast all the time of 
like the past 20 years, only yep. like one team has made it that's outside of the top 10 defense that's yep. won a championship. Yeah, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say no. Uh, but I, I think that's the whole narrative of this season is sitting back and seeing, do these pieces gel? Because mm-hmm. on their own, individually, uh, the math is there. Yeah. Do they gel? And, and that's 100% on the defensive side. Well, I mean, that's like 80% on the defensive side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So great question, but no, just absolutely not unless they gel. Yes. Second question from Soul Edge. With player option for the 23-24 season, what are the chances and how does Denver retain Bruce Brown services? If Bones improve, okay, let's start with this one. I, I just want to just pay the give, man. Yeah. Pay the man. I don't know if they will be able to because the only thing they can give him for next season when he rejects this player option because there's no way he's keeping that, they can give him like the taxpayers, taxpayers. Oh, no, actually, what they already give him plus 20%. That's the most they can give for one season. And let's try to stretch it to four seasons, maybe like like four seasons, 28 million. That's probably the most, 29 million, the most they can give him. And I'm not sure that will be enough. And that saddens me. That sucks, yeah. Hugely. Hugely, because there's no other mechanism. I hope. I hope that he, because he already took a discount to come here to play with Jokic, they'll be like, "Fine, let's give me twenty percent right. more and let's go." Like, if especially if they win. Yeah, you're making me happy. The way you're this, making me happy. I but agree. this could be like like proving season, because nobody knew how good he is. I, they knew. I, I think everyone knew. It just. I think he just took the discount because people wanted him. Just probably not in a good situation. Like they probably would have given him more than ten million. Because everyone was like, I don't think anyone coming out of Brooklyn when he left was like, oh, that's who who cares, Bruce Brown. Everyone was like, oh, that's a big loss. The equation that we're looking at is is the contract price of Bruce Brown versus the the roster salary. And what that means is we're, we're looking at the Bruce Brown side of things. But if we look at this, the roster salary side of things, is there the potential for that to change? So that would be, he brought up MPJ. That would be, we talked about earlier, by the end of the season, does MPJ make it clear, do they get a championship? And, and he was scoring, you know, 24 points a game in the, the last, you know, seven games. Does he make it clear that he wants to be a number two in a system? And we're like, okay, we need to move on from him or we need to move on from this person or that person or that person. If I, what I would say, this is like a psychologist version to soul edge, um, is if you really like Bruce Brown and you're very curious to see if he can stay on our team, wait. Let's see what this team looks yeah, like okay. at the end of the season. If you, right now you're just throwing around numbers, I, then I would say no. Then I would say no right now. But if you really like this guy and you're like, I really want him on our team, just give, give five months to develop between what he does and what our roster does. And that equation will look a lot different five months from now than it does right now. Agree. Okay. And second question from Soul Edge. If Bones improvement trajectory continues, there may come a time to choose between Michael Porter Jr. and Bones from financial standpoint. It's depressing. Years. I don't want to talk about this. Get away. Listen, okay. No. Yes. I no, get pay this. the man. Pay, pay him all. Okay, you, first of all, it's two years away. First of all, that's that's the first thing. It's not NBA 2K. You cannot play two seasons in two hours. <laughs> So it's going to be a long time. 
Yeah. You know, I'm going to be 44 by the time that, that, oh, fuck, I'll be 45 by the time that season ends. So, so basically, don't worry about it first. And secondly, yeah, you'll have to choose between them because there's no way you well, can. Well, the have, salary like, cap increased like, by then. So they might yeah, not but... have to. <sighs> I don't know. If Bones, I mean, it depends, obviously, how about, like, if, if it's like the Jordan Poole situation, like, they can keep everyone. Based on oh, you know, we'll we'll see what will happen to Draymond for next. But season. that's what I mean. But no, but I mean like Gordon is the dream. Like they they have. I mean like before then, like they had three players on a max, and then like a decent contract all around. So like we'll see. I mean it's a long time away. I don't want to be depressed about Jamal will right come now. up around them. The, the 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 problem with that would be Jamal's contract would be yeah. too, uh, yeah, impending yeah. at that point in time. Dude, let's just win a couple before then and then we can worry. That's right. Peacefully no, no, about I'm, it. I'm gonna yeah. actually I'm gonna drink one to this question. I I I, I liked your last question. I hate I hate this I hate question. This, yeah. <laughs> MPJ and Bones Highland? But how is this a question that we're asking on the most professional podcast in the history of NBA podcasts? <laughs> MPJ, are you kidding me? And I'm the I'm the MPJ. I don't know what like, you're outraged uh, about, like choosing MPJ over Bones or like choosing Bones over MPJ. Like, I'm not sure. Really? Oh, no. yeah. oh you're going to make double shot coming up. <laughs> double shot. Voya, I, I, I completely. I know you don't like MPJ, but that much, man. Holy shit. I withdraw my recommendation for Google to hire you because obviously you don't have what it takes. The, what? <laughs> MPJ, 10 out of 10. He's a 6'10, like 40. Oh, okay, okay. That's shooter. okay, okay. I, I agree there. I thought you were Bones like scoffing can... at the. Okay, okay. Fair, fair. I, I, I know what you mean. Mm, well, I still have a double well, shot. You, you so were always skeptical. You were shot. always skeptical about MPJ. So I thought like you were just like scoffing at keeping him. I'm like, that's sweet. That's interesting. Oh, dang it. Now I have two shots because I misinterpreted. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> misinterpretation ends up to bad places. Yeah. If that can be, can that be the name of this podcast episode? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, misinterpretation gets you into bad places. Okay, I'm not asking anything, Jeremy, anymore because I'm not counting his rocket shots anymore. So, Voya, ah. as a big basketball and movie buff, what did you think about the DNVR <laughs> Nuggets feature called 100 Invisible Threads? And what oh, did you was... like to see in part two, possibly next? Oh, there's a part two. Okay. No, no, well, it, there's not, but oh, who knows? I mean, if, if there is. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's i liked it a lot it's just it's a, it's a good intro for for american audiences to get a lot of this history in like a because it, it's a huge history so like even with adam was talking about to us too is like it's it's an hour like you have to do it in an hour it's hard but it was really like good checkpoints of like hey this is what you need to know to get more involved in serbia and then see how it is over there and kind of get the feel of the country so i like that a lot uh would the, part two would just be like getting deeper into these specific i told him it was like it should have been like a series of of 10 episodes for like Netflix and do like everyone, like a specific era of history. Like that would be a fun, fun thing to have. Cause you know, they have a redeem team documentary who cares? Like let's have some actual, like interesting stuff in documentaries, not, not like LeBron parades already and stuff in D Wade's and all that. Let me say as, as the American here to take a, a, a minute of seriousness from the first time that Miroslav showed up on what was back then the um oh my gosh what was the blog that i used to belong to denver stiffs denver stiffs denver stiffs <laughs> got a lot of rockets in you hammered hammered i'm over two shots let's just say for all the math people counting 
There was a, a point in time, the very first time that you came on to Adam's podcast, where it was very clear that there was a deep history to Serbian basketball and Yugoslavian basketball. And all of Denver Nuggets listeners woke up that day to what exactly we were getting into. We liked this guy, Jokic. Already those memes of him being like fat and drinking Pepsi as a kid, blah, 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 blah. Like that's very easy for us to see and think that's funny. That's interesting. But what we didn't know was the depth of history and culture that we were actually about to fall into. And really, you were the channel to that. And so that's like, let me take the moment to thank you for that. Not only do we appreciate the history of Serbia, but you have been a great kind of, uh, I don't want to use the word gatekeeper, channel to what that is. So uh, that, that what Adam did there is only um, on a mountain that you already built. And, and like any, any Serbian who gets the chance to come to Denver, uh, please do. Th th there's a newfound respect for this city in the middle of the U.S. as to the history of Serbia and their culture. And you've played a role in that. So thank you. Yep. Agreed. Oh, thank you, man. And your check is in your mailbox. So, <laughs> yeah, it worked out fine. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Jeremy, maybe some uh, crypto-related podcast I've seen you on lately. I, I uh, yeah, I crypto is a bad word. Um, I am wearing a, a Bedford T-shirt. This is uh, the number one team in the lowest division of football soccer in uh, the UK. Uh, <laughs> it was just funny. So yeah, yeah, you know, you're um, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool. Uh, all of that is in tier one. This is a tier 10 team that nice. they've dedicated themselves. Uh, they're on a Bitcoin standard. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so they, they're, all of their investment money is based off of Bitcoin. And their goal is to make it in those 10 seasons up to tier one, nice. uh, season after season, promotion after promotion. I think that's a really cool thing to follow right now. They're, they're insane. Just last game, they won 9-0. Uh, they're very clearly going to make it number one into the next tier. So if you like, uh, man, I know this is a stretch, but if you like UK football at all, please follow Bedford. I think they're very cool. Year after year, you'll be proud that you got in at the beginning. Then we're going to see on Hulu with Wrexham as a as a as a as a sparring uh, shows for about like third, fourth division soccer teams. I don't know if you know about oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wrexham. Yeah, yep, Rand exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I used to be a big Yellow Yellville Town fan back in the day when they were like in the fifth level of, of UK wow. football. Wow. Uh, but now they're, I think they're too good now for me, so I don't want to go too high. With Wait, where are they now? They're not tier uh, one. I have, I have, no, no, they, they I, I don't know. They might be tier four or three. I'm not sure. I, okay. I haven't been following them for like the last five years or something like that. So you're wearing a Brazil no shirt. Yeah. So we all know that you're no, all but, over but the but place. People from Serbia do, I mean, they're like yeah. Premier League. So they, they, it's a good, it was a yeah. good plug. I see the Mitro's on fire already, like in the all caps <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> Before we let you finally enjoy this Sunday, Please consider sub subscribing to the DNVR Sports YouTube channel and giving a thumbs up on the YouTube video or give a five-star review for the DNVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help the channel grow even further.
Thank you for wasting 70-something <laughs> minutes of your lives hanging with us. Have a great Sunday. It's not a waste. It's not a waste. Come on. And go Nuggets. Let's go. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Worst. <laughs>